We are downtown. We are historic. We are family. We are scriptural. We are First Baptist Church. Amen. We thank you, choir, for sending in your voices. What a beautiful thing. If you'll find with me your listening sheets in your packet, it looks like this. We're going we're to read together uh, Daniel 12, 12 through 13. So you can find your listening sheet or, or look in your, your scripture. Daniel 12, 12. So let, let's stand and we're going to read that aloud together. Daniel 12, 12 through 13. This then is the text for today. How blessed is he who keeps waiting and attains to the 1,335 days. But as for you, go your way to the end. Then you will enter into rest and rise again for your allotted portion at the end of the age. May God bless the reading of his word. The book of Daniel ends with good news. Finally, some good news. That's what we need. We need some good news. For all of the terrible kings and failed kingdoms we have read about, we need some good news. And here it is in chapter 12. For the worst of the persecutions the people of God endured, here is the good news. For the desecration of the temple, here is the good news. For generations after Daniel, here is the good news. For those until Christ, for those after, here is the good news. Now, chapter 12 begins, like much of the rest of Daniel, with bad news. And we need to deal with that first. We've heard it all before in Daniel. He gives them the bad news over and over again. You are going to lose your country. You are going to lose your temple. You are going to lose your life to senseless kings. Then we get to Daniel chapter 12, and what does Daniel say? He says, all of this, yes, and it will get worse. Daniel starts here, is it, it is going to get worse before it gets better. Now, that, that's not the good news. The good news is next. Right? The, the good news comes at the end of verse 1, Daniel chapter 12, verse 1. It is this truth that he leaves us with there that you see throughout the Scripture. It's a truth that has remained true from the beginning of creation until the end of time that God rescues his children. God's faithful ones are always brought out and redeemed. They're made new and given new life. Always. On this side of eternity, it seems awfully slow. But it is always so. God's children are saved. From the worst of the armies, he saves them. From giants, he saves them. From the lion's mouth, he saves them. Even from themselves, God saves his children. You know, that's what these numbers are really about at the end of Daniel 12. We read one of them. There's, a, there's another before, 1,290, 
Then it has the second number, 1,335, both of them roughly three and a half years. Now, we don't know exactly what those reference could be a few different things. One of the things that has already happened is from the time of the desecration of the temple by Antiochus Epiphanes. We remember Antiochus raised up a statue of Zeus in the temple itself as he took Jerusalem and then went and slaughtered a pig on the altar of the Lord, desecrating it. And it remained so occupied and desecrated for about three and a half years until after the battle, after Antiochus had been killed, Israel come back, comes back in and re-consecrates the temple about three and a half years later. But maybe it's something else. Only God knows for certain. The point, though, is that God brings an end. That there is a time that God has set that God knows for certain and God brings an end to this. God brings an end to the pain. God brings an end to the violence. God brings an end to the suffering. And it is God alone who brings it to an end. Sometimes we, we get caught up in ourselves and think that we can bring about an end of this, that, that we can end a virus or we can end the violence by the strength of our own hands or by the wit of our own minds, but that is not so. The only way that we are rescued, the only way these things are brought to an end are by the wisdom and ways and work of our God above. He is the one alone who deserves the glory for these things because he is the one who is at work in them. You see, there's no amount of work or good deeds that you can do to bring this about. The end of the suffering, the end of the violence, the end of the pain is at the work and timing of God. In fact, it, in Daniel chapter 12 here, he's admonished twice to go his own way. First in verse 9, then in verse 13, Daniel, go your own way. Keep pressing on to the end. You see, Daniel's being reminded here that, that there, there's a way forward in faith. Though, though the end is not yet, the power of God is with you to press on until the end. Keep the faith. Fix your eyes upon God and you will be saved. Keep pressing forward. You see, there are all kinds of things that disrupt our relationship with God. There are, can disrupt our relationship with God. There's all kinds of things of this wor world that get thrown at us that can knock us off balance. But God is reminding Daniel here, keep pressing forward and keep your faith. You've maintained it for 70 years. They've been in captivity 70 years. You've maintained your faith and your prayer life for 70 years. Keep it up until the end. Don't give up now because the end is near. Salvation is close. The hand of God is with you. Don't give up yet. Do not let any disruption of this world stand in the way of your relationship with God. Trust him and all will be made right. And we today have a similar admonition, but with even greater support about us. You'll remember that at the end of Jesus' life, before his ascension, we go look at John, John 14 or others, Jesus says, I'm, I'm not gonna leave you alone. I have to go, but, but I'm going to be with you. I'm not gonna leave you as orphans. 
And as I go away, I'm going to send my Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit that that searches us and reveals truth to us is with us. The Spirit will teach us and cause us to remember the ways of the Christ. The Spirit of God will come upon the church, will come upon us, will will come upon you and give you the strength to endure, to fight until the end. The Spirit will give you the words to say when you face the persecution that's in front of you. Here in Daniel, in 2 verses 9 and 13, he said, keep the faith. Go, go your way. Keep your prayer life. Know that you have to keep a little bit further. But the end is near. The Holy Spirit was the only way the apostles endured. We think back to the early church after the ascension of the Christ. The church wasn't flourishing because the apostles had some kind of great intellect or because the the apostles or, or, or Paul himself had some kind of great strength about him. They kept on, and the church flourished because God sent his spirit upon his people. And that is what the Christ has promised unto us. The Spirit is with you. And that's what we celebrate today in Pentecost Sunday, the coming of the Spirit on the church, on God's people. It gives us the strength to endure. But Jesus didn't die so that we could have a little bit of help on this earth. He didn't go away just to send a Spirit to us. Jesus had much greater things in store for his people for us, that there's a day coming. This is what we read earlier in Revelation 21. There's a day coming when there's no more death or mourning or crying or pain, none of it, because Jesus is doing away with it. And when Jesus ascended to the heaven, he said, I'm going to prepare a place for you. I'm doing a, a work for you in this time apart. I'm sending so that we can prepare a place that will be rid of viruses and senseless violence, a place of perfect life. It's a place that Daniel would know. You see it in the last verse of Daniel. It's a place Daniel would know. It's a place that that we will likely know. But it may not be as certain as some of us think because the difficult reality is there's new life found in Jesus Christ. But it's not just universally applied to everyone. It's available universally to everyone, but not applied to everyone. I want you to read the next verse. So we read earlier, Revelation 21. Look with me. Revelation 21. We read 1 through 7 already in the service. Look now at verse 8. And, and, and read, I'll, I'll read verse 8 for us. Revelation 21, 8. But, so Jesus tells all of that, there there is a new heaven and a new earth and life anew, and then verse 8, but, so don't miss that, but for the cowardly, for the unbelieving, for the abominable, for the murderers, for the immoral, for the sorcerers and the idolaters, for every liar, their part will be in the lake that burns with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. What we're going through now is nothing compared to the fires of hell. 
And the only way out is through a relationship with Jesus Christ. You know, there's a, there's a lot of theories out there. If you, you, you Google or you, you look at your news websites or you read the paper or you listen to news, there's all kinds of theories about what is going to fix us. There's all kinds of theories about what should happen next. There's all kinds of theories about how this world is going to be made right. What this nation needs. And let me assure you this morning, any fix that does not begin with Jesus Christ will fail. Any fix for your life this morning that does not begin with Jesus Christ will fail. If, if you want to make it right, if you want to make it right for good, turn to Jesus Christ today. Let's pray together. Lord, this day is yours. Would you pour out your spirit and come and make it right? Lord, we, we can't do it. We've tried in our own strength and our own power and it didn't work. Pour out your spirit upon your people and let us see your majesty at work. Your power doing the kinds of things that only you could do. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. First Baptist Church has been broadcasting its services of new life and historic faith for 46 years. We would like to ask that you continue to pray with us for this ministry and also for your financial support so that we can continue this ministry for years to come. Thank you.